Welcome everybody to Recovery Machine. I'm Nathan, joined as always by my co-host Corey. How are you doing, Corey? Hey Nathan, I'm pretty good. It's Friday afternoon, I believe. A little bit congested, a little bit tired, mm. but looking forward to chatting with you about a couple of things and uh, kind of getting back to it for the new year. But we're both feeling a little bit rough. There's a lot of bugs going around. There is, yeah. And I had a pretty busy day and uh, had a long drive involved in there too. But yeah, it uh, it's good to kind of get set up here again and uh, look at some of the news articles and kind of take a look at some things we haven't looked at before. And yeah, maybe talk a little bit of drug-related or drug policy-related philosophy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how far we get, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to start with uh, something that you had mentioned, was it last night or a couple of days ago? Yeah, a couple of days ago, this came up in my, actually, it was my credit to my sister, Kate, for for passing this on to me. Uh, credit where it is due. It's the uh, the Connect app. This is a app that was put forward by the, it sounds like it was a collaboration between the provincial government, the Minister Ministry of Mental Health and Addictions, Provincial Health Services Agency, and I was going to say BC Ambulance Service or e, you know provincial EHS. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a collaboration that is that has gone down to make this app for drug users as sort of a one stop one stop shop for services and also for some potential life saving um, features in there as well. So right, yeah, I, I downloaded it to take a look, and I noticed there's quite a few different things going on in there. It's a, I guess, a, an app that was designed in BC in part by Lifeguard Digital Health and then uh, the other services you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to people kind of the basics of how how it works? Because there's a few of these apps out here, but I think this one is sort of for BC, right? It's for BC. It's very straightforward. First of all, we are not, this is not a, a funded or sponsored conversation we're having. It's just in the news and it applies to the whole um, harm, re- harm reduction conversation in our province. So the app is pretty straightforward. It features a couple of like one-touch resources if you are in a crisis or need to have a conversation about your mental health. Um, there's a suicide hotline, like one-touch, and it connects you to the suicide hotline. And then also has some some information about where to find naloxone, um, where to find counseling resources, um, where to find other addiction and mental health supports in your area. You can you know search by area within the province. And then probably the most life-saving or important feature of the app is the the use alone timer. First of all, were you familiar with that term before the, seeing this app, Nathan, the use alone timer? No, I, I, I didn't know anything about it. And uh, it's, I mean, it's a clever idea for sure. Mm-hmm. Basically you alert the app that you're going to be using alone mm-hmm. and you take a dose of whatever your drug of choice is. And then I think a timer starts so you have 50 seconds, I believe it is, with this one to uh, before an alarm goes off and that gets increasingly louder uh, until I think the 75 second mark. And if you haven't acknowledged the app by that time, then it automatically places a text to voice call to 911. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea, right? I mean, uh, whoever came up with that, it's a, it, it's a very straightforward way of potentially saving some lives. And it looks like it has saved some lives. I got. Uh, I just quickly looked online there, and it said uh, since May 2022, it's been credited with 45 lives saved. Just this little, this particular app here. So yeah, 
that's significant. And <clears throat> if you think about it, how, you know, what would be more interesting and more significant is just how many people are actually having close calls or maybe they are just being maybe more aware of, of how they, they practice their drug use in, in terms of like how they feel immediately after, or maybe they, it's kind of giving them a nudge to not be alone mm -hmm. um, and changing some of the, the behavior there. So there is the, there, to me, the, the, the question is like, depending on your method of delivery, it'll have a different, different speed of onset, the action of the, of the drug, right? So you can extend that timer. If you're feeling okay, or you th you're maybe you're wondering if you're feeling okay, you can extend it for, I think another minute and it will continue on before ambulance is called. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just looking at it, I mean, there is, there's a whole, I don't know. I think I, I saw maybe just on the on the google play site there looked like there's maybe eight or ten of these that are that are being used actively around the world under different names but they all seem to be designed with iv use in mind it would be very difficult to use i think if it was in the case of somebody who's maybe using something like hydromorph recreationally only they're doing it either intranasally or um, orally mm -hmm. and there's, I mean, I've been witness to an overdose when it was a person who was using it for a migraine and just was too, they were also taking benzodiazepines and it ended up being a situation where they lost track of their dose. In that case, obviously a timer is not going to really help. I think most of these are designed with uh, probably uh, fentanyl would be the, the target that they're yeah. focused on and IV fentanyl would be the, the route. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, you know, there's also instructions on here for CPR. There's instructions on here for naloxone. Mm -hmm. There's some, you know, quick sort of reference guide of do's and don'ts if you encounter someone. So it's a it's a a cool idea for family members or people who are living with individuals who use fentanyl or or any kind of um, opioid recreationally. Family members, roommates, that kind of thing. Yeah, it might even be. You know, I, I was talking with somebody just a couple of days ago about how many high profile opiate overdose deaths have been these people that it was really shocking to the community and nobody knew that this individual had a, a chronic opioid habit. Yeah. yeah. Not even their family, you know, and uh, I've been seeing that. I mean, I remember the first one, there was a, I'm not going to say who, but it was a high profile uh, guy in, in Kamloops there that was a real shock to the community because he just was a, uh, he was a, a, a really a prominent figure and, and well-liked and he, you know, he suit and tie every day type of guy. And uh, he was, you know, this was early on in the, uh, I think around 2017, 2016 or whatever, but his family was shocked. But this had been, you know, once they figured out what was going on, it had been going on for quite a while. And I, you know, obviously because of, uh, especially if you've got a high profile job, it's in your best interest to keep that under wraps. And mm -hmm. unfortunately that of course puts you at risk. So maybe the thing is everybody should be a little more aware ever since I had that experience where uh, I just about lost a friend and thank God the, the ambulance was there uh, able to get there in time. But now I always have a naloxone kit wherever I, you know, I, I keep it at home and I try and bring it with me too. But I would encourage everybody at this point to, you know, try and at least have a kid at home. You know, you don't know, like it could be you're having company over and all of a sudden you've got somebody who's, mm -hmm. you know, know the signs too, because I, 
like, are you familiar with the term death rattle? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That is a, a very strange sound, a gurgling sound that people make when they're starting to basically the respiratory system is shutting down and you'll know it when you hear it, but it's, I had even been exposed to, um, I, I, I believe we watched some sort of video on it, uh, back in uh, university and it still took me like at least a minute. I was like, it triggered something in me, but I was like, what is that? And cause, uh, this person was a couple rooms over from, from where I was and I couldn't, I, I sounded weird, but it didn't trigger anything. And then finally, after about a minute, it snapped and I was like, holy shit, that's a death rattle. And I run out there and, you know, blue mm-hmm. lips and everything. Right. Um, <clears throat> so just, you know, th- the fact that this app has that kind of information on there, what to look out for. Um, I think we're at the point here where, you know, we've lost enough people and, Everybody is fairly aware that it's not just the stereotypical person on the street, the addict person box that they keep the idea of somebody who's got that kind of problem in, but we know that's not true. So I would encourage everybody to at least kind of, you know, spend, I don't know, a minute, go online, look at, uh, look at what you can do and uh, get it a lot. If you can, even if you check out this app, actually, I think it's got information for how to get uh, naloxone kits for your business, how to get a naloxone kit sent to you. Um, So yeah, lots of information there. The other thought I was just having, Nathan, was that we were talking right before we started to record about, you know, is, is the fact that it requires a cell phone with data and that can download apps and how much of a barrier is that? And, And we don't know how much of the population has has a cell phone and how much of the population of the people experiencing homelessness, how many of of them have cell phones? Presumably some do, presumably some don't. But I I wonder if there's a, a, could be an ability and and for any of our listeners who are of an engineering mindset or something like that, is there a way to, that it could be like a, you know, the lifelines or life alert that you see, um, you know, seniors wearing at home where you could hit a button or where it could be just like a, a little, thing you wear around your neck where you hit it like like the app where you know you take your dose and you press start and if you haven't canceled it in a minute it it would trigger a call to ehs i wonder if that could be simplified out of an app on a on a smartphone into just like a little little disc that you wear around your neck it should be able to because you don't need data for an emergency call no and i don't know like remember back in the 90s we used to have pagers and <laughs> that technology is uh, pretty straightforward, very cheap, and probably tiny at this point. So you'd think you could you could set up something like that just based on a like a, the the life alert system for seniors. Why can't you do that? Press the th- you know press a button, take your dose, and then it's going to go off again. Same as this. If you don't hit it again, same story. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I'm. I don't see like you would expect with the number of people that are using drugs in this province. Uh, well, it's the number of people using drugs all over the world at any given time, but the but the number of people in danger from toxic drugs uh, is higher than it's ever been before in this yeah. province, anyway. So you'd think there'd be more people that have downloaded this, but it could be that people aren't aware of the good uh, Good Samaritan Act either, right? 
And if you're not aware of that act, it, it's basically something that they came out with a while ago. I think it was earlier on in the drug crisis. And uh, it was because people were dying because they were afraid of police showing up and, uh, you know, possession charges and stuff like that. So they passed an act called the Good Samaritan Act that prevents you from any legal repercussions associated with a medical emergency mm-hmm. secondary to drug use. So it's good to know because I, I think there's probably lots of young people out there who, you know, would be hesitant to to make that call, especially, yeah. well, even uh, I've seen young people nearly die because they didn't want their parents to find out, let alone the police. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, you, you do have to put in the information here. Like you're, there is an obvious compromise to privacy just by virtue of the fact that if you don't, don't hit cancel on the, on the timer that EHS is going to be called. But to me, I don't think that should be a, should be a, a barrier to people using it. Well, it's a triage thing, right? I mean, yeah. Jesus, we're supposed to be decriminalized now. We'll have to take a look at the date. But by the end of this month, decrim is supposed to be here in BC. And if we do have real decrim of uh, all possession of uh, small quantities of drugs across the board, then it shouldn't be a problem anyways. But yeah, unless, of course, you're sitting there with five kilos of cocaine or whatever. But yeah. I don't know if the Good Samaritan Act would protect you then. No. <laughs> well, this is good. I, I think it's a step in the right direction. It doesn't cover all of the needed bases by any means, but it is a piece. And I, you know, I don't want to knock it for I don't want to knock it for the fact that it doesn't cover all of the bases that we need in our province. But it is a good it is a good step. And if it's something that's if it saved 43 lives already, that's that's quite remarkable. That's 43, mm-hmm. 43 people with loved ones and with potential and with all these other things going on. And, and as we've discussed, like the massive ripple effect of a loss like that. Um, so good on them for putting something like this out. Yeah, absolutely. If it saved one life, it was worth putting together. Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to mention that just to give them a boost. So we'll leave it at that. And uh, if you guys have any questions or comments that you want to make about that, or maybe you've got information that, uh, I mean, we took a cursory look at it, but we didn't go crazy on it. So if there's other things that uh, maybe stats or information that you'd like to add, please email us and uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. 